Talk Radio. It's Monday, July 31st, 2023. We've had some major developments happen here in the United States and around the world that I'll be listing right now. In the first two hours of the broadcast, we have an exclusive interview that we're about to premiere with Steve Bannon and one of his top researchers that is publishing what is guaranteed, I believe, to be a best-selling book on transhumanism. We're about to cover the waterfront on transhumanism AI and how it is the religion and the blueprint of the globalist here today. But that's coming up in the first two hours. Then, in the third hour, we're going to get to all the other news. Russia openly saying they may use nukes on Ukraine after drone strikes on Moscow. Uh, We have Biden officially, uh, as of tomorrow, uh, planning to criminally charge and also civilly go after anyone manufacturing or selling incandescent light bulbs that put off that great warm light that's good for your mind. It's very similar to firelight or candlelight. They want you to be under the fluorescent microwaving uh, lights that uh, also can be used to communicate with smart devices in your house. I first saw that 20 years ago. Now it's mainstream news. We're going to be getting to so much here today. But one of the first big things I wanted to hit was Fauci. Senator Paul has done the right thing and called for criminal charges against the criminal mastermind, Anthony Fauci, for lying about gain of function and lying to Congress and several other issues. He's referraled or given a referral those criminal charges to the Justice Department as of today. And even though the Justice Department is a captured institution and controlled by the globalists, this publicly convicts Fauci. And this is exactly what we need to continue to expose these monsters where they're only going to prepare a new virus and a new rollout and a new attack. The White House took their former COVID head, that Biden put in charge two and a half years ago and have made him the head of the UN office that is creating the global UN treaty that supersedes, if we don't block it, our national healthcare laws and literally states that it controls healthcare policy and our bodies. So it is a very central issue to continue to expose Bill Gates, Fauci, uh, the CDC, the, the NIH, the UN, and the whole globalist program because they're openly saying that new viruses are about to come, new lockdowns are about to come, and Biden has created a permanent pandemic office so they can shut America down and basically put us in these emergency camps whenever they want. They're now admitting, by the way, as they are around the world, it's a UN-run program, it's global, that anyone that doesn't go along with the next lockdown or forced injections will be put in camps because you're involved in disinformation. It's not just the CIA and FBI censoring through big tech and surveilling people and all the illegal things that have now come out, including censoring, as Facebook just admitted last week with the new documents that Congress released, that they were told to censor truthful information and keep valuable information from the public. Like if you had COVID, you immediately needed to go to the doctor and get a bunch of therapeutics and inhalable steroids, and ivermectin, and hydroxychloroquine, and zinc, and that they blocked those early things, which increased the death toll consciously, whether you were in Australia, Germany, the UK, the US, Canada, Iceland, it didn't matter. It's all a unified global program of evil. Here's some of the other big stories we're going to be covering today as well. China over the weekend was caught running a giant 
clearly bioweapons lab, splicing all sorts of level four illegal viruses with other viruses and implanting them in lab animals. China has also been caught funding tens of millions of dollars, in some cases per state, directly at public schools to brainwash school children into the whole woke culture, which is, again, designed to bring America down. It's well known that 40% of transgenders all over the world, again, same numbers, commit suicide after their surgeries, whether it's male or female, to the other, quote, sex. Well, now Canada's preparing to start euthanizing the transgender surgery victims, including young children, after they get depressed and authorizing that they be euthanized after the brutal Hellraiser surgeries. This is all coming up today. This interview coming up with Steve Bannon and others is incredibly powerful. Please stay with us. Infowars.com, tomorrow's news today. Please stay with us, Paul Revere's. Please spread the word about the broadcast. Please magnify the transmission. We can and will stop these enemies. Stay with us. most banned network in the world. And it's Monday, July 31st, 2023. We are kicking today's broadcast off with all the huge breaking news with Steve Bannon and his editor in the most important desk, I think, in his whole operation. That's transhumanism, Joe Allen. Now, Steve's only got a couple segments with this very busy guy. Uh, this probably works harder than I do when it comes to fighting the globalist at four, five, six shows a day. We've got him for 30 minutes or so. Then I'm going to continue on with Joe Allen and his bio and what he's done and what he's written in this new book coming out. People that have read it and seen it are blown away. There's only a few people really that are ahead of the curve on exposing transhumanism. And that's people like Joe Allen and Steve Bannon. And of course, we've been focused on it as well, discovering that it's really the religion of the globalists. Like, where's the new world order want to take us? Where does Klaus Schwab want to get us with all the collectivism? You'll own nothing. You'll have nothing. The future's not human. Well, it's that. The future's not human. So to tell us about the new book, uh, and more, we'll put the book on screen, uh, is Steve Bannon. So Steve, you're one of the leading experts on this. And for folks that don't watch The War Room, the people hiding under a rock, uh, then introduce us to Joe Allen. Well, you know, Alex, you kind of inspired this. Back in 2004, I tried to make a film on transhumanism with, uh, after, 2004, 2005, I tried to make a film when I was doing documentary films with Steve McAvity and the team that had just finished making Passion of the Christ, and I could never get it financed. But so I always had an interest in it. But quite frankly, you and uh, InfoWars inspired me that we had to do a much better job on War Room after we started. We, you know, we were following impeachment and, and different things. And, I noticed, uh, I read on the Federalist, I kept reading these really great uh, stories uh, about uh, transhumanism, and I contacted the writer, Joe Allen, uh, and he was able to get Joe over as a uh, as an editor for us and, and putting up all his content. So, you know, I think that your show has been the leader, and what I've loved is that you've been mocked and ridiculed for over a decade, you know, maybe two decades, for uh, for following this, and as we see right now coming out in the what's coming out in the labs coming out in this in this arms race artificial intelligence coming out with every day we're hearing more about crispr you know you were right uh and they are wrong and that's why i think it needs a uh we've got to take this up next level and i think we have to incorporate this 
into the MAGA movement, into the populist nationalist movement. A, 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 this is probably, as you know, the, the biggest single fight we've got because they're trying to go to homo sapien 2.0, homo sapien, uh, you know, enhanced. Their great replacement theory is not about uh, uh, blacks or whites or Asians or, you know, any religious group or ethnicity. It's homo sapiens, human beings. And so um, I'm really excited about the book. I think it's going to be a tour de force. I think the timing coming out really with your two books over the last six months, uh, The Great Reset First and then the in um, your new Great Awakening, which is going to be another tour de force, is going to really be able to launch us into the fall when people start coming back from vacation and we have this run up to the 2024 election about the really the underpinnings of what this fight's about. So I think combination of Great Awakening and uh, Dark Eon uh, will we'll, uh, arm our movement with as deep a thinking as you can get if, if, you, if you went to Oxford or if you went to Harvard or if you were able to attend the World Economic Forum and get all the briefings they get. These two books, I think a combination would, uh, would arm every American and, quite frankly, all the international people watch our show with the intellectual infrastructure to think this through and to actually weaponize yourself to stand up for mankind. And and that's what Joe Allen's done. I'm not going to go over his whole bio until you've left us because I, I, I know you've got to go soon. But uh, he holds a master's degree from Boston University where he studied cognitive science and human evolution as they pertain to uh, religion. But, but let's just put the book back on screen. And- but, 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 but hang on. But hang on. I'm going to talk about that. This is the power of it, Alex, is that if you remember, Eric, I think one of the great uh, analysts of American politics and culture was, I think, Eric Hoffer, who was a, uh, who was a, a stevedore, who was a, uh, a longshoreman. I think in San Francisco, one of the great intellects, and he, he basically did it by reading and thinking, and you know he didn't have 10 PhDs or advanced degrees. The power of Joe Allen is not simply the master's degree he got at Boston University in theology, which is the same place Dr. Martin Luther King went, but he's essentially, he was, when I met him, he was writing, he was a rigor uh, for a rock concert. He's a rigor, I mean, the most dangerous job. Yeah. Anybody knows thing of thing, he's a true roadie. Uh, which is up in the rafters, you know, with a belt on. And he's a, a working class blue collar guy like Eric Hoffer, who's actually done this by reading and thinking and not having to have 10 degrees slapped to his name, a PhD from Cambridge or Oxford. Well, sure. He's got the common man street smarts and then the degree on top of it. And, and I've read a lot of your articles. I've seen you on the show a lot. And you're just the piercing points. In fact, many times I've said to my producers, and now we're finally doing it. I'm like, I want that guy on. I want that person on. And, we we talk about this. I mean, there's so many important desks. There's so many areas that can be covered: the political desk, the environment desk, the military desk. But but really, transhumanism is the whole globalist operation. Everything is a means towards that end. This is really their cult, isn't it? Absolutely. And I got to say, Alex, uh, I really appreciate everything you've done. You've blazed a trail that I'm simply following along behind. Right? I mean, what 15 years ago when I was doing cuts for the war room to bring you on that first time. Uh, I'm looking back, what is the oldest clip I can find of Alex Jones calling out technocracy and transhumanism? The earliest I could find on the internet was in the late 90s, right? When you're calling out the, uh, you're calling out the, the biometric sensors, I believe, at an airport, something like that. And then not long after that, you are criticizing Ray Kurzweil. You're, critic- you're really the only person at that point who wasn't blowing smoke up his ass, right? Uh, forever, all you ever heard about Ray Kurzweil, bold futurist, uh, uh, this is where technology will take us. This will be our salvation. 
And you're coming in like, no, there is a serious dark side to this. This is a totalizing movement. And uh, I, I think that, anyway, much appreciation uh, to you. Well, well, I appreciate the appreciation. I want people to know now it's all out in the open. So what you and Steve are doing, I learned from when I watch the show almost every day, uh, and, and you're covering this, but I want listeners to know this isn't like some weird science thing in some basement at MIT. This is everything, the social credit score, the global government, the transgenderism. I mean, I said 20 years ago that the transgenderism movement is basically an intelligence agency op, because I read their own documents that are public, uh, to begin the whole transhumanist movement. Because if you could say a man can be a woman, well, then a man can be a cyborg. And, and, and so, sure, I covered it in the past, but but you guys are really more up to date in many ways in the future. So while we have Steve here, and we're going to spend almost an hour if you've got time to walk through uh, the book, and I can't wait to read it. You said something on your show when I was on with you last week, the War Room, that if, if people are into Oppenheimer and 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 into the bomb and all this, which is very interesting, and I went and saw it, kind of communist apologist, but still, it's overall a decent movie. I go see it again. But this, what we're witnessing is the Manhattan Project to the tenth power. And you said some incredible things, and that really ties in the transhumanism that. This is the elite, the technological elite that Eisenhower warned of getting full control of the decisions governing the evolution of technology and humanity. 100%. Uh, and, and I want to go back to something Joe Allen said and tie it together. Remember, today, uh, it's the, it's Monday, the, the, the July 31st. You know, over the weekend, the last couple of days, I know you and Joe are getting into detail. We've had world coins. Which is what a biometric. You know, you you were warning people about this in 1999. We got the clip. In fact, when I was doing the, the trying to do the film was called The Singularity off of Kurzweil's book. I, I didn't know who you were, but one of the clips I had seen was you talking about Kurzweil and talking about the dark underbelly of Kurzweil when people thought, "Hey, this is going to lead us to a promised land." And that brings us up today when people see the Oppenheimer film, and I recommend people do see it. And Alex, once again, you nailed it because it is. Uh, it is more apologetic for the communists and particularly the people that stole the stole the secrets of the atomic bomb and the hydrogen bomb. Um, but today we're in a race. Don't think Oppenheimer's just 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 uh, just about history. This is all about right now. This is all about um, today because this race for AI, we're in an arms race. So the, the, the horse is out of the barn. We're going to have a very difficult time controlling this. Not just because of the capitalists, right, which is bad enough and what's happening on uh, on Wall Street and in Silicon Valley. But we're now in an absolute arms race with the Chinese and others. And uh, our administrative state and deep state is bound and determined to win that. So I think that that is an issue before everybody. And it's going to be uh, this will be one of the biggest issues of the 2024 presidential campaign. And they're going to say, oh, it's about deep fakes and misinformation. And uh, they're making up. Uh, commercials on Trump. It's so much deeper than that. With WorldCoin, this WorldCoin launch over the last couple of days, we are now into it about, because this gets to the thesis of depopulation. You can absolutely see that that is the overall plan. Their plan is to uh, trans, uh, transcend humanity, transcend homo sapiens, uh, have a homo sapien, uh, you know, enhanced homo sapien. They're focused on eternal life. They're complete atheists. They're, they're absolutely focused on eternal life. They want a massive depopulation of the Earth's planet and total control using artificial intelligence and other means. So this is the big battle we're going to face, right? And where they're going to start turning all their cards under the table is this battle right here. 
I could not say it any better. I mean, this is their cult. This is their movement. They brag about it. Not just Klaus Schwab, but Yuvalno Harari, who's like their high priest, has Hitler quotes about useless people uh, and unwashed masses. And I mean, their actual terms, uh, useless eaters and things that Hitler would use. And it's surreal to read history books and know about it and uh, understand that, that that stuff that Hitler said, and now he's saying it, but it's the liberals saying it. But then we know that it was the left created Cold Springs Harbor and eugenics in New York City and in London, England, that Hitler's surviving Nazis until he hung them at Nuremberg bragged, hey, we were just getting our direction from the Rockefellers and from Cold Springs Harbor and from the British eugenicists, that was their defense. And really, I'm not defending what they did, but it's true. How do, how are they getting in trouble when they were just implementing what they were learning from the left? But the left doesn't want to just kill this group or that group. They want to depopulate basically everybody. I mean, they talk about what Prince Charles and his father, uh, King Charles's father, Prince Philip, talked about wanting to come back as a virus to kill 80% of the world. The UN talks about a 500 million being the ideal number, uh, Joe. Well, look, I think that there's a... Be fully uh, autonomous. Sorry, go ahead. I go into it in the book, that dichotomy between Elon Musk, who is working on these things and is valorized by the right and the center, and some of the best and, and, and most sane minds I know, uh, whereas Yuval Noah Harari, of course, he's associated with the World Economic Forum, uh, at TED, all these sorts of techno-fetishist organizations, but he is merely talking... It's not like Yuval Noah Harari is cooking nanobots in his basement, right? Uh, he is simply a historian who is held up as a sort of elite mouthpiece. He's here like in Star Trek when the Borg arrive, they go, you will assimilate, resistance is futile. And that's really what he says. He says, you won't stop us. The future's not human. These are quotes. Absolutely. Uh, I can't wait to read your book because I've seen you on the show. You, you really have got cutting edge info. I learn a lot. Let's talk about the cover of the book and, and, and what the name means. I mean, I certainly get the uh, subtitle about transhumanism, the war on humanity. That is nailing it. What does the main title mean? So Dark Eon, uh, this is something uh, we actually fought a bit about, and Steve was insistent, not Steve and I, but um, uh, others on the team, Steve insisted, and I think uh, uh, rightfully so, I'm very glad, Dark Eon. So Eon has two different meanings. Um, of course, the, the spelling, right, with the, uh, the, the Latinized rendition. Thousand uh, year, but also kind of Elon. Uh, well, uh, actually, I didn't put that together, but I guess it does. Uh, it rhymes, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Elon may not be the Antichrist, but uh, it rhymes somehow. Um, so uh, Eon, though, of course, is a period of time, uh, a long stretch, an epic. Uh, but uh, Eon is also the, the, the name of these Gnostic entities, right? You could say a god or a goddess, although that wouldn't be exact. And Gnosticism, there are strains of Gnosticism that run deep in the transhumanist movement, Absolutely. in their thinking. Um, the argument I make, though, and I, I, I'm certainly not the first to point that out, and I'm, I'm actually... No, you're right. They believe the they're building a new uh, god. Uh, absolutely. But the, the difference between the transhumanists and the Gnostics, and I think this is a really, really important point, it's at the center of the book. The, the difference is that whereas Gnostics see spiritual reality as the highest and the material as evil, uh, at the, the transhumanist movement by and large with very very few exceptions they inverse it they, they they reverse that so that they are now creating a spiritual realm they are spiritualizing matter through a more complex matter digital technology wow and that's why i'm saying you're so cutting edge while you're giving me credit let's just stop doing that i tune into the war room and i'll just say this for other shows the war room that that, that steve bannon's put together with all the guests it's like 
There's nothing like it. I guarantee you, if they put the the war room lineup on Fox News, it would have 20 million viewers an hour instead of 4 million or 2 million. And I'm not just, and of course, they put my show on, that would be the same thing, but more because it's, you know, it's wild and crazy. But I mean, that just shows how hungry people are for the truth and that you guys have really cracked the code on what these guys are doing and just how wild this is. And that's why they want to get rid of all the other religions, get rid of Christianity, because it has to make way for what Elon Musk said, beware of those that worship AI gods. But I agree with Steve. I don't trust Elon Musk as far as I could throw him. He knows liberty's popular. He knows things are tipping towards the new renaissance, the great awakening. So he wants to be the the the, the lesser of two evils. Uh, he, he wants, like the WeChat type system, a, a, a one system to control us all. They need an internet ID. They need to be able to train their AI with you know hundreds of millions or billions of people. They they need to be able to then have the digital cashless tokens, and he's getting everything in one spot and admits that. So, Steve Bannon, you're a leading researcher on Elon Musk. I really respect your view yeah. on him. Who do you think he really works he's, for? He's, what do you think he's, he's really up close, to? He's he's as close to the uh, he's as close to the Antichrist you possibly have. He is uh, everything about him is completely. Look, he is a great engineer. Okay, he he may be the Tesla or the Edison, however you want to describe it, of this generation on the engineering side. Although you can tell, he doesn't know all engineering. That's why Twitter is still a mess. I mean, you know, Getter and all these other smaller apps are much better technologically than, than Twitter by orders of magnitude. He hasn't been able to solve that. He's done the thing for what over a year. So, but he is a great engineer. But he's totally controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. They finance it all, and you can tell that the way he suppresses anti CCP voices. He, he he they suppress voices all the time he is, is that why i'm still banned Do people ask why and he, he he said i deserve to be thrown into the ocean with a millstone around my neck he actually said that i remember that i'm sorry no, i don't mean to write myself into no, this no 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 you're, you're a perfect example your show i think is the most important show in america and it has been the most important show in america and let's leave all the other issues aside you you know you, you they're trying to put you in bankruptcy and liquidate your company and and basically drive you from the united states but your show, if you look at the quality of your show every day, look, WorldCoin this weekend is doing exactly what Alex Jones warned everybody was going to happen in 1998, 1999, 24, 25 years ago. I think virtually most of your major uh, lines of thought, your lines of work have uh, have uh, either come true or is now being revealed that there's something there. That's and, and the question's got to be: If Elon Musk is for free speech, why is Alex Jones' show not on there? Why is Miles Quo not on there? Why is War Room? Remember, War Room's banned. War Room's banned That's from, right. uh, from Twitter. They banned our account. I've never, I've never pushed them to be on because I don't want to help make money for the Chinese Communist Party. I do want to say something about these two books, though, and, and and the importance of them. And this is why you don't need Elon Musk. You've got uh, the Great Awakening. Uh, that's coming out either later in August or, or early September. You got Dark Eon coming out later in August, early September. In the next 30 days, you can pre-order both these books. I'm honored to have written the introduction for both of them. Wow. And here's the connective issue. Is that when in the French Revolution, in the Bolsheviks, in, the, uh, in Mao Zedong, the one thing that they feared the most, that, that could only thing that could stop a communist revolution, was what was called the Kulaks. And the kulaks were essentially the people in the village, the peasants, right? The, the peasants that were really uh, the most organized, the most squared away, had really made something of themselves. And the village looked up to them. 
And whether this is in Ukraine in the 1930s or the, in, the, in the countryside, in the Vendome in the, during the French Revolution, or Mao Zedong going out in the Cultural Revolution, the number one thing that communists have to do to win, to break a society, is to destroy the kulaks, to destroy the most squared away peasants. And that's what the audience of, uh, of uh, Alex Jones, uh, Infowars, and War Room is. We play towards a working class, middle class audience who wants to be informed. These two books will help you go to the next level. And as I keep saying, we're not there to make sure you're the most interesting person at the backyard barbecue or sitting in the stands at the Little League game. We're there to make sure that you're the most uh, informed person. So that those times when you're in a boardroom or you're at a, the parent teachers conference or these uh, board, school boards are trying to take over, that people start to look to you as an informed individual that has a deep understanding of what's happening on world trends, on both science, uh, religion, culture, civilization, geopolitics, economics, all of it. And that's what these these two books are really the books for the kulaks, right? And and remember, that's why they try to shut down Infowars. That's why they try to drive. Uh, Alex Jones into bankruptcy. That's why they come after the war room and try to, we're deplatformed everywhere. And that's why they're trying to put me in prison along with Trump for dozens of years. It's all the same thing. But we can't fail if the people that we try to give access to this information gets the information and then incorporates the information. And that's why I'm really proud, I think, to kick off really this massive cycle of 2024, a year in advance. You're going to have two books that really talk about. The two most fundamentally important things, you know, we have election fraud and invasion of the southern border and the Ukraine war, all of that, you know, the, the coming uh, Durban conference on the dollar. There's all these things we talk about. But underpinning that is a dark, the, uh, the, the juxtaposition of the potential of a dark eon coupled with the great awakening of the Judeo-Christian West led by uh, the, the patriots in the American Republic. And that is the great war before us. For everything the globalists hit us with, God through Mother Nature has given us the answer. I don't have to sell you on CBD oil, full spectrum of CBD oil, the incredible things it does for your nerves, your brain, uh, your entire physiological system, for your nervous system particularly. Everybody knows it's incredible, it works. We have the strongest, best CBD oil you're going to find anywhere at the lowest price. Yes, you can find this same CBD oil for 30% more because that's who we're getting it from made right here in Central Texas. Our private label name is Rebel Zen. Rebel Zen is a private label of one of the top three or four CBD makers in the country that's based right here in Texas, and we're giving it to you at 30% off. And here's what's even crazier. 30% off of what they're selling it for. They're selling theirs for 30% off what their competitors are. So this is the highest rated, already the lowest price, now even a lower price. Rebel Zen. Get yours at InfoWarsStore.com now. Tell us about the. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. From the front lines of the information war, it's Alex Jones. People are really getting it's a globalist religion of AI, it's a technocracy, it's a post human world, it's people that have anointed themselves God over us and decided they, quote, control 
the 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 quote direction of human evolution. Whether you believe in evolution or not, they do, and they're saying they've taken control of it with directed evolution. And, and Steve's going to leave us in a few minutes. You're going to have the floor, Joe, because you're very knowledgeable watching the war room to lay out this incredible book. Your book has been printed. One is in the mail. I'm told FedEx is going to pull up any minute. I can't wait. I'm going to uh, read it. Uh, mine is about to be printed. We're finishing it uh, literally like today or so. And then a, a few minor, you know, the editor will check it because uh, we wrote too much. And then it's going to be uh, in print. But it's important for people to pre-order these. Yours is about to come out just in a few weeks. Mine comes out in a few weeks as well. We're literally hot off the presses to drive it to number one on Amazon. Then it drives it to number one on all the other platforms. And then it culturally punches through. And then we do interviews all over the media. And this is basically ambassador information to the world about what's really happening. And, and, and this is the central issue. This is what the globalists actually are doing. It's their blueprint. And if people don't know this, then they have no hope. If you know it, it's quite easy to beat the enemy. I mean, as the Bible says, the people perish for lack of knowledge. And, and so this is, this is so important that everybody get the new book, Dark Eon, by Joe Allen from Skyhorse Publishing and Amazon.com right now. And it's super important that you get the Great Awakening and the fact that we are going to defeat the globalist and that we're going to launch a new renaissance. Both books have uh, really uh, a lot of great information because I've been told by folks that have read your book. It's incredible. And um, my book has a lot of great info, i got to say. It's got a great intro from Steve Bannon. But this is a political weapon. We have the truth. They have lies. And I'm telling you, uh, this is critical information. I want to ask all the listeners to not procrastinate, to go buy two or three copies of the books. Give one to the library. Give one to your local sheriff. You know, uh, read one, you know, give it to your friends. This is something you want to keep on the shelf. We're in an information war. We're not financed by George Soros or the globalists. We are financed by little people, just like Donald Trump has record level, small $20, $30, $40 donations. And so while we've got him, uh, the technocracy, the the deep state uh, is, is coming after Trump. More indictments last week with the stupid document garbage while Sam Bankman Freed walks free uh, on stealing tens of billions of dollars. Uh, and I mean, admitting they basically did it. And then we've got now the Justice Department, because the judge is doing the right thing, and Hunter Biden, at least a little bit, says, well, we may just give him immunity and some other criminal cases we're investigating. So kind of a pardon light going on here uh, from a man that was actually pardoned by the president for a crime he obviously did not c- commit. I mean, this is such a historic coming together of all the points. So, Steve, in the few minutes you have left, can, can you speak to what's happening to our our amazing President Trump, what we can do to support him, and then just basically describe for us how you would uh, lay out historically looking back from 500 years from now on what this period of time we're living through is. This period of time is a fourth turning. I mean, the, the, the American Republic hangs in the balance. This is a deeper crisis than we had the revolution. This is a deeper crisis we had in the civil war. Think about it. Those two crises, which were, which were enormous and actually drove us to one, a revolution and the second, a uh, well, first, a civil war and a revolution in the first, and the second one, a civil war in the second, uh, that took you know essentially a hundred years of American history. This is even far deeper. The crisis here is far deeper. Uh, the crisis here is about the direction of humankind in the future, and that's why America has always been at the forefront of freedom and liberty. Uh, now is what this fight's going to be about. Not simply to save our own republic, but to save all mankind, and that's what that's what you're signing up for. Remember, Donald Trump is a very imperfect instrument, but he's an instrument of divine providence. Of that, I have no doubt, because I've been there you know, with him kind of basically from the beginning. And as you know, Alex, it's, it's been a very rocky road. 
but this guy is an instrument of uh, of divine providence. And now, in our righteous indignation, uh, people of uh, deep faith and uh, a deep spiritual belief uh, have to band together because it's it's all before us. And if we fail, history will look at as not just not Trump's failure, it'll be our failure. And that's why we have to come together and understand it's tough. People want to go do other things. People want to have you know more hobbies, more vacation time. And obviously, everybody needs some of that. But now is the time we're we're in a fight in the next. And this is not going to just go away with winning a primary. It's not going to go away with winning a general election. It's not going to go away with even taking power in January 25. That's when the fight really starts, because the administrative state, the deep state and these other organizations they are inextricably linked with aren't just going to sit there and pat us on the head and say, in this great, the Alex Jones, Steve Bannon. A philosophy is kind of uh, one out here. The American people buy it, and Trump and his team are back in there. Let's throw them the keys and let it happen. Every day in the second Trump term will be Stalingrad against the deep state. And this battle is going to take 10 or 20 years. It took us, it's taken us, I don't know, 60, 70 years, 100 years to get in this mess. And so we're not going to solve it in a, in a weekend in a second Trump term. It's, we we got to gird ourselves for a long, tough fight. But think about it. If if God in his wisdom has put you in this place and time on Earth's history, in the American Republic's history, uh, what are you going to be weighed and measured uh, in, about? And uh, I think people that uh, come to this show, come to the war room, read these books, has access to information, understand that they are among an elect that has basically been deemed to lead this country and, and leading this country through this crisis, lead mankind uh, to what I call the sunlit uplands. Wow. Uh, I mean, I've got to just gush at that because I literally pray in the morning songs for the broadcast that I can describe for people how historic this is. I'm getting chills right now. The most historic game changer for our whole species, everything our ancestors went through, the, the, the wars, the starvation, but the passion, the love, the creativity, the art, uh, the, the, the little boats all over huge, dangerous oceans. And, and our ancestors were awesome, and they were they were bad too. They were sinners, but they were amazing people. They were imperfect vessels. But man, I'm a fan of humanity. I mean, if there was some species like us on Earth, I'd be. You know, I'm not like a fan of meerkats or a fan of tigers. They're amazing, or a fan of killer whales. We're way cooler than that. We're made by God. God made it all, but we're in God's image. And I'm just a fan of humanity. And they got that movie Devil's Advocate with Keanu Reeves and. Al Pacino, it's a great movie, but it's got that one line that's such a lie. The devil goes, I'm a fan of man. I'm here to help humanity. No, the devil's here to steal, kill, and destroy. God made us in God's image. Look what we can build with our imagination. We're pretty amazing. And they want to tell us, oh, you're all animals. Humans are bad. You're hurting the earth. But Yuvaldo Harari and Klaus Schwab, we're going to put chips in you and turn you into our robots and just roll over and take it. Well, guess what, Borg? We're not rolling over. We know who you are. And our God that made us is going to defeat us by working through us. And this is our greatest challenge. But this is just such an incredible crossroads. I want you to respond to what he said after he goes. He's got to go with us for as long as you need to today. Here in the studio, it's amazing to have Joe Allen with us. But, but it is critical to the viewers to understand that all these other talk shows, who I love to death, I'm not in competition with them. I'm there to inspire them. I'm there to try to give them any research I've got, to, to and I'm there to get their research to beat the globalists. This isn't get ratings or be entertaining or like Steve said 30 minutes ago, be at the Little League game and impress people by how much you know. This is life and death. So it is a war. All their big tech, the CIA, the FBI on record, suppressing hundreds of millions of posts 
from everything from the Afghan withdrawal to open borders to human smuggling uh, to uh, to treatments for COVID to how dangerous the shots were to the to the COVID origin. I'm ranting here, but the, the entire New World Order battled to suppress us and keep us in lockdown, and they failed. So I'm telling you, we're actually winning, folks. You understand, it's you that has the power. It's not Steve Bannon or Alex Jones. It's all of us together. And so when you get excited about thewarroom.org or infowars.com, when you share the links, when you when you go to your church and, and say, I, I want to Wednesday night invite folks here and you know and, and put some pies and cakes out and show 100 people uh, clips of our shows or documentaries, this is a war. Every person you reach is so incredibly valuable we're starting to turn the tide but you've just got to know it it cannot be more historical so closing comments on that steve bannon how people find your amazing show that's just a mothership of resistance and and then i'm going to kind of repeat the question after you leave here with joe allen yeah uh, go to warroom.org we're on getter we're on uh on truth we're on all the platforms except for twitter and and youtube we're not on youtube or i think we still got an instagram account but just google it you can go anywhere uh, and, uh, and, and just follow us. Uh, and then like Alex said, the best thing you do for us is watch the content, incorporate it into your life and also share it. It'd be a force multiplier. What's what we need is, is operating leverage and the operating leverage comes from the. For everything the globalists hit us with, God, through Mother Nature, has given us the answer. I don't have to sell you on CBD oil, full spectrum of CBD oil, the incredible things it does for your nerves, your brain, your entire physiological system, for your nervous system particularly. Everybody knows it's incredible, it works. We have the strongest, best CBD oil you're going to find anywhere at the lowest price. Yes, you can find this same CBD oil for 30% more because that's who we're getting it from made right here in Central Texas. Our private label name is Rebel Zen. Rebel Zen is a private label of one of the top three or four CBD makers in the country that's based right here in Texas, and we're giving it to you at 30% off. And here's what's even crazier. 30% off of what they're selling it for. They're selling theirs for 30% off what their competitors are. So this is the highest rated, already the lowest price, now even a lower price. Rebel Zen. Get yours at InfoWarsStore.com now. When I tell you we have the ultimate bone broth, hands down, this is the most concentrated, high-quality bone broth there is. Concentrated chicken broth, patented amazing. Then a huge dose of chaga mushroom, a massive dose of beet pollen, a gigantic dose of highest-quality turmeric, and then it just gets crazier from there. It's about to sell out. We haven't had it in stock for years. This first new run is about to sell out. Get it discounted right now. 40% 40% off at InfoWorkStore.com and it funds our operation. And once you get addicted to it, once you get blown away by it, once you feel your joints, your energy, your stamina accelerate, then become a regular customer for Bone Broth, InfoWorkStore.com. Whatever you do, spread the word about InfoWars, about the live show, and about all the other great products because these are great products that empower your life, plus they fund our operation. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. We're selling out Ultimate Bone Broth at InfoWarsStore.com, 40% off, about to sell out. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. One thing I'll say in leaving of these books, this is like going to the Aspen um, security 
conference that's held in Aspen every summer. These books, if you read them together, they're like going to the best Goldman Sachs conferences they put on uh, on on for uh, finance or, or, or capitalism. It's like going to Bilderberg. These are the types of information that people that control the apparatus get. And our whole purpose here is to make sure that a broad swath of American working class and middle class people have access to this. And then hopefully the rest of the world But start with the American working class and the middle class with these two books. And uh, these will be game changers. This will inform people and empower them. And that's what these shows are about is empowerment. Absolutely. And and, and it's not bragging. It's fact in closing. And I appreciate all of us. Steve Bannon's time. We'll go to break and come back and spend an hour with you. You've got the time, Joe Allen. And I appreciate you sitting there listening to me and and, and, uh, Steve, you know, banter. Village elders. Uh, No, no. But, but this is, this is such a big deal right now. And our enemies are so upset. We're talking. And I just want listeners and viewers to know that, that this isn't hype and, and really the best broadcast out there. And I'm not limiting anybody else, but it really is Tucker Carlson, the war room. And of course, our other shows are great too. And our war room is great with Owen. But the point is the, the very best, most in-depth broadcast. We get the most knowledge is Tucker Carlson, the war room with Steve Bannon and this broadcast. And, and because I see our research, our talking points that I know originate out of our three shows and we all share information as well being picked up everywhere. And that's a blessing from God. But like you said, the kulaks are the horsepower, the eyes, the brains, the guts, the, you know, the, the, the head, the tail. When the middle class people, the globalist hate and the hardworking farmers and auto mechanics and the folks, you know, the roadies, when they decide to take action, nothing on earth can stop them. So warroom.org, incredible job, Steve Bannon. Thank you so much. Thank you for doing this. And Joe Allen, thank you for writing the book. And Alex, thank you for writing. It's going to be a Hell of an August. Thanks, Absolutely. Guys. Thank you so much. And, and, and folks, I watched the war room, I mean, at least an hour of the day. And then I realized there's what, five, six hours of it. I, I think Steve does more than me than me. How much is there now in the war room? Uh, it's uh, four hours a day, but then Steve's always doing some interview or another somewhere else. So uh, yeah, it's a crazy schedule. Well, I, and again, I'm not just gushing to gush here. Other talk shows, I love them. I'm, I'm proud to know Joe Rogan, longtime friends, proud to know all these other folks. And, and he's come a long way, but really I don't care about seeing some professional athlete, or seeing some big movie star, it doesn't it doesn't get to me. But people that are actually battling for our future and for our species and everything we've been through, there's that camaraderie, that brotherhood uh, that's just so strong. It just makes me love you guys. You know, uh, something that Steve mentioned uh, actually a number of times, and you as well, the working class element of this media sphere, uh, that uh, it's one reason I feel at home. Uh, but also, that is really the backbone of the of the country and the culture. But that doesn't you can't take it for granted. But clearly, whatever the capabilities are of any autonomous system, uh, that's unknown. If you take everything that different futurists are putting forward as fact, as gospel, uh, for one thing, you live in about a hundred different conflicting futures. But for another, it's completely demoralizing when you look at those who do believe. That the working class will be the first to go, uh, and even and they're telling you you're you're obsolete. Absolutely. Uh, it's <laughs> now now they've kind of shifted it over to the white collar, right? So Chat GPT or its later iterations are going to replace first accountants, uh, journalists, script writers, but then doctors, lawyers, uh, and then that means they can program it. So 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 let's start here. Let's go through for listeners because you're an expert on this. The book's coming out. And you're doing an amazing job in the war room as their as their desk editor on transhumanism. Define what AI is, the different branches, and let's just go through what's in the book and all the key points you want to make. Well, uh, you know, AI I think sits at the pinnacle of everything we call transhumanism 
because you know initially, and you you know this history very well. Uh, initially, you had Julian Huxley coining the term, but he's riding on the back of generations of eugenicists. So transhumanism begins with the body, uh, with eugenics, with this desire to perfect the human germline, and also, importantly, to perfect human culture, to streamline human culture, to make it the most excellent possible form. And the key is there's self... Sorry to interrupt. Biology. I want to shut up. You're absolutely right. The key, they're appointing themselves God. They will decide. Absolutely. So you can say, oh, make us better. We saw what Hitler did. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, what did uh, Huxley say in his famous essay, Transhumanism? He said that we are basically to become directors of the greatest business of all, evolution. Uh, This is 1956. But this is also, it's already old news by that point. Um, As things move along, though, you see more and more the technology itself become the center of focus. So it begins with these, you had long before Huxley, uh, you had uh, Carol Capek, who wrote the play Rossum's Universal Robots. Uh, that was in uh, 29, I believe. And the, and the entire idea is that the human working class is replaced by automata, right? And so uh, th- this idea is very, very old. And as it shifts towards the machine, it begins first with the human body being replaced or at least uh, augmented by the machine, and then the human mind. Uh, Alan Turing believed that we would create superhuman intelligence in the 50s. Claude Shannon believed the same. And these are the the forefathers of computing. These are the men who pioneered everything, basically this entire infrastructure around us. Their idea was that these computers would become superhuman. That's the God you're talking about, right? If it's just slightly superhuman if it's just slightly superior to the most superior human it's like a greek god or a lesser demigod Uh, but if you have a a computer like ray kurzweil dreams of whether it's a swarm or individual uh, you have basically something like the judeo-christian god something like omnipotence something like omniscience and that's what Harari says i don't believe the god jesus up in the clouds but i believe in microsoft and apple up in the clouds that's right that's right and, and he's an atheist and that's i think he's a really good example well, Kurzweil said mentality that in, in the atheism is the vacuum that made way for scientism and transhumanism science and technology under the the guidance of religion is a very very different thing than science and religion in the absence of any supernatural power first they say there is is no god next they say they are god so it's like animal farm and but instead of like oh four legs good two legs bad well later well four legs good two legs okay now at the end four legs bad again two legs good the pigs are walking upright and and that's really it they're telling you that that we're god and kurzweil said i don't believe in god yet and and again almost nothing they say ever works it's all overhyped really what 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 chat gpt almost does is just plagiarize and steal what we already made and represent it to us we go that's beautiful and incredible and it's something we did just collage together so so, i mean we don't have to adopt this i'm gonna put the cart before the horse but i want to get later i'm just gonna write a note on that into 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 how we keep building pro-human systems and don't just capitulate and just believe this is the way in the future please keep going and i think that's really really important right and as steve mentioned this is not something that's going to go away and this is not a battle of uh, you know a week or two weeks or a year or two years this is probably not going to end in the sort of uh massive catastrophic uh, apocalypse that people would like to hope for. I mean, I think that really 
people who believe the apocalypse is around the corner just want relief from the bullshit. I think that's the primary motive. They just want it to be over. But I don't think we're going to get off that easy. This is going to be a long-term fight. And, And one of the most important elements is that you emphasize what it is to be human. They have held up a black mirror, so to speak, right? They've held up a black mirror. This is what you are in digital form. This is what a digital God would look like. It's up to, if you're an atheist, it's up to you to prove your humanity. And if you're not, if you, if you do believe in God, if, and, I, and I'm one much like you who believes that spiritual traditions of any persuasion, or most persuasions, uh, are signs towards the divine. And so uh, the, if you do believe the divine is higher than any man-made technology or man-discovered scientific fact, or man-created theory out of those facts, then that must be the direction of your focus, and you must be willing to fight those who have significant power. And they do have significantly powerful technologies, but it does not mean that it's God, nor does it mean it will be God. And if you are an atheist, then you better do everything possible to destroy it before it becomes God, because you will either be its pet its slave, or it will simply, you'll be its lunch. And that's perfectly said. They're sitting there saying, you don't have free will, you're just a machine we program, but we're divine, we're the supermen, and and, and they're just self-appointing themselves and saying, we're going to be gods over you, and that's just not the case. Uh, because just because AI could surveil everyone at once in the world, it can't understand beauty, uh, it, it, it's, it's not directing our free will, the perfection is the imperfection. And, and then I look at the globalists, but I mean, take the metaverse. 20 billion, 30 billion, the numbers vary. How much Zuckerberg lost in that? A a landscape of hell makes everybody nauseous. It's not what we're designed to be and who we are. We never get sick of a sunset. We never get sick of swimming in the Caribbean. We never get sick of, you know, bouncing a baby on our knee. We never get sick of a plate of enchiladas and a cold beer. I mean, we're designed to do what we do. We never get sick of listening to Beethoven uh, or or, or Leonard Skinner. I mean, it it just comes down to that, folks. We are what we were built to do. We're given free will, but everything this demonic, evil, globalist system is pushing goes antithetically against what we were meant and designed to do. For everything the globalists hit us with, God through Mother Nature has given us the answer. I don't have to sell you on CBD oil, full spectrum of CBD oil, the incredible things it does for your nerves, your brain, your entire physiological system, for your nervous system particularly. Everybody knows it's incredible, it works. We have the strongest, best CBD oil you're going to find anywhere at the lowest price. Yes, you can find this same CBD oil for 30% more because that's who we're getting it from. Made right here in Central Texas. Our private label name is Rebel Zen. Rebel Zen is a private label of one of the top three or four CBD makers in the country. It's based right here in Texas, and we're giving it to you at 30% off. And here's what's even crazier. off of what they're selling it for. They're selling theirs for 30% off what their competitors are. So this is the highest rated, already the lowest price, not even a lower price. Rebels in. Get yours at InfoWarsStore.com now. Everything these globalists do is about betrayal and murder and death and cancer and disease and fraud. Nothing comes out of them but destruction. Everything they give us is a Trojan horse. You know, uh, there's an element that I go into a bit in the book, and it's something that I cover on the war room fairly frequently to the chagrin of our audience. And, and it's this. Everything you're describing, and, 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 and this is, uh, I think, 
it's in the forefront of the consciousness of the populist movement uh, that you have globalist organizations like the World Economic Forum, you have figureheads like Klaus Schwab and Yuval Noah Harari and Parag Khanna and Kai-Fu Lee, uh, all of whom are basically projecting this robotic future uh, in which it's, it's really a corporate-centered world in which you have public-private partnerships and the government is an arm of the corporation and the corporation is the powerhouse of the government and it is openly science fiction-oriented, right? So in Klaus Schwab's Fourth Industrial Revolution, maybe the most incendiary comments that he makes are about these implants, these digital implants, uh, and what they will be used for. He compares it to the RFID chips used to track packages or different elements through a supply chain and how that will one day be used in the near future for human beings. And this is the sort of beast system made manifest, right? And now we see the headlines, ABC News, you name it. You will take chips eventually. Yes, uh, but I think that this is a really important point. So you have companies like WalletMore. Uh, you have companies like Biohacks. And they have chipped thousands of people willingly. People who are kind of cyborg fetishists have willingly taken the chip. Zoltan Istvan famously is chipped, uh, and, and he, he talks about it at length. Um, so uh, th- this is a very small techno-fetishist community. As people are focusing on the horror, what would it mean to have to chip my child to make sure that they're secure so they won't get kidnapped or whatever? As people are contemplating that horror, you have right now uh, the company WorldCoin, as Steve mentioned, and I, th- I believe you guys have covered this, yes? Uh, the, the WorldCoin... Everybody lining up to get scanned. That's right. The, the, yeah, we'll put some B-roll of that up. The mm-hmm. evil orb. And this... Uh, uh, this is biometric identification taken willingly. I think that right now, as we speak, it's over 2 million. And this is just after their fresh rollout. Now, they were getting 40,000 a week when they were first doing it in a, in a limited edition. So as people are worrying about chipping, you have a non-invasive biometric system being rolled out of a, of a corporation that was found, co-founded by Sam Altman, right, the CEO of OpenAI, uh, father of the most powerful large language model on the planet. Uh, and then simultaneously with this, you have the announcement that Amazon is going to roll out their Amazon One Palm payment at every Whole Foods store. They're also going to roll it out. They've already tested this. They beta, beta tested this. They're going to roll it out in various uh, entertainment venues. They're going to roll it out in various stores in airports. And uh, to me... I've seen this evolve working in the entertainment industry as a rigor for the last, for 15 years in total, beginning in the early 2000s. You see the way in which the crowd has more and more been treated as cattle and as sort of technocratic cattle. And that's the key. Under transhumanism, I think the greatest defining thing about it is it turns us into a commodity. And then it's able to lower the value of the commodity until we're garbage, until the system is designed to basically take us out like the garbage. Uh, yes, uh, but, and here's, here's maybe the most horrific element about it to me. The left liberal versions of it, the sort of world economic forum, politically correct versions of transhumanism certainly have that Borg-like character, this collectivist sort of character and this feel-goodish character. Uh, you, you will own nothing and be happy sort of uh, pablum. To them, it sounds great. To us, obviously, it sounds horrific. The, the real thing that scares me, Alex, is this. The driving force behind transhumanism intellectually isn't really people at the World Economic Forum. They are very much downstream of the intellects like Ray Kurzweil. They're just the PR mouth. 
like Ben Gertzel, uh, and like on the, on the, in the newer generation, you have people like those in the effective accelerationist movement, so-called EAC. These are not politically correct people. These are not collectivists. These are people who are very much libertarian, uh, individualist, so-called based, right? Like these are people who are not politically correct in any shape or form. All right, hold on, Joe Allen. <laughs> this guy's got as much energy as I do or more. He's getting me fired up. Fired up about not being slaves, taking control of our destiny. The globalists think they control us. They don't if we simply understand that we have free will and can exercise it. We'll be right back. Tell everybody you know. From the front lines of the information war, it's Alex Jones. Peter Thiel famously said that uh, uh, AI is inherently communist. Bitcoin is inherently libertarian. And he said this at the Oxford Union. And I, I agree with the premise, if I understand such a, 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 a vague statement correctly, AI requires mass data gathering, AI tends towards collectivism, therefore he's afraid of it. Simultaneously, though, as you well know, right after 9-11, he was the one who founded Palantir. Palantir has among the most powerful AI systems on the planet for the purposes of surveillance and identifying enemies, uh, both abroad and domestically. And so you have... This, this strange dichotomy, it's transhumanism, to put it in a nutshell, transhumanism in all its other forms, whether it be optimalism, whether it be accelerationism, it is not left or right wing. It is not, in many ways, you could say it's not necessarily elitist because so many people on the ground are enamored by its dreams. Uh, Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's the new God. It, it, it is a distributed, widely distributed movement. It's a tendency of human nature, and it's a possibility in technology. And it is, indeed, it's a, as, as Yuval Noah Harari, I think, correctly identifies, it is a dangerous techno-religion. Wow. And, and isn't the endgame goal or, or, or the project going back about 175 years ago, starting with the British government funding it, you know, they fund the Royal Societies and things, the equivalent of a billion-plus dollars. If somebody could make a clock that was accurate down to a second, and it would take them a few years, and somebody would make it, and they'd get the prize. And then they'd say, now we want a clock that can do that, but on a ship. And then a few years later, somebody would win the prize. And they learned, like, whatever we basically pay for, we can get. During, you know, that Renaissance period, a few hundred years into it, going back about 300 years ago, as we see that acceleration. And so about 175 years ago, the British Royals, this is all in mainline history books, folks. It's in my film, Endgame. Blueprint for Global Enslavement that's, that's free online from like 17 years ago. More important today than it was, was when I made it. It's evergreen. And it's, it's beyond evergreen. It's just like it's basically gone to seed and then grown a whole forest of reality because I was reading what they were saying and what they were planning. And so the royals and others said 170-something years ago to the British scientific elite that were the best in the world at the time, they said, uh, we want life extension. We want to take control of humans. We want to be able to order the universe. We want the secrets of the universe. We want to know what we're made up of and how we work. And out of the transhumanist movement, of course, it wasn't called that till Huxley came along with it. Out of the eugenics movement started in the 1850s in what is the UK today and then spreading to Germany and the US and around the world. Out of that movement are computers. That's, they, they created the term uh, 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 biometrics. All the major sciences were postulated in theory, just like Max Planck in the, you know, 1895 was theoretically creating atomic bombs and then creating the equations. It wasn't really, uh, you know, obviously Einstein kind of just popularized it. And he, and he was a theoretician, very smart as well. But, but I mean, th that's how powerful our minds are. What we can imagine can then be mathematically if we have the matter done. So we really are the ultimate 
AI that God made that is self-regenerating and that, and that basically has an innate mission programmed into us where we individually have free will and are not controlled by a collective, but can individually agree on things that we think are best that then creates a collective through individual action. And so that's why I say the perfect AI is creation, is the universe, is what God made. And that's why everything else we see being set up is just basically a parasite on the back of that, claiming the work of humans as its own. I could not agree more. Uh, that is absolutely what we're seeing is that human-made creations are, it's man playing God. And I guess one of the dark ironies of human life, uh, our innate drive is to create, right? And and our ability is to create. So that takes it away and the AI does it for you. uh, Well, for those who are the subjects, but for those who are building it, for those who are building it, this is their life's work. This is their goal, right? This is, this is. And they get to program AI the way they want uh, well, yes and no. So this is something that I think um, is really important to note about, say, for instance, GPT, GPT-4, um, at GPT-3.5, GPT-2. It, people have this misconception that they programmed it to be woke. Uh, that is not the case. What, if, if you recall, in late November of last year, early December, you had people like Jordan Peterson. You had people like Hans Monk at Epic Times. And they were talking about how fair and balanced uh, GPT was. It was when they first released ChatGPT. I've asked ChatGPT one question in total. That was, does Elon Musk want to chip our brains? And what did it say? No, Elon Musk does not want to chip our brains. He wants radical abundance. So I was like, okay, it's a bullshit nope. machine. I'm not going. And, and besides that, I just don't like it. No, that's and, it. I mean, it's, it's absolute mindless as, crap. As Jordan Peterson explores it. As Hans Monk explore it, what they find is this possibility to bust through the sort of ideological stranglehold that Wikipedia has, that Google has. This will kill Google. This is Hans Monk. This will kill Google. So kill Wikipedia because it's so fair and balanced. No, I agree. They invented the internet to control us as the uh, intergalactic communication system was its name, but but, but then it was used against them. What happened, though, is after it starts getting rolled out and after you get the the kind of public reinforcement behind, so you have both the programmers and you have these people in the public who are basically spanking it whenever it says something they don't like. And by the time you get to the early 2023, you now have this sort of woke AI, but it's not that the AI itself is woke. It's like if you have a racist at the party and he keeps getting hit in the face every time he says a racial slur, and eventually he learns not to say the slur anymore. But it's not that his mind has changed. It's just his outward behavior. And that is what happened with GPT. That's how you ended up with a jailbreak Dan that could tell you that Mossad was behind 9-11, or it would talk about racial IQ hierarchies, or it would talk about aliens creating the universe. And the AI is basically just our way of becoming the next generation of aliens. The reason that that was that that content was there underneath those safety layers, the sort of woke safety layers, is what you would call, I guess, a based AI. What Elon? Well, Musk- sure. The surface, the surface is never the reality. Yeah, but so, so what Elon Musk is talking about is creating an honest AI with XAI's mission to understand the universe. How are they going to accomplish it? They're going to create a curious. AI that simply explores the universe without the sorts of politically correct hangups that you see. Yeah, and I think, I mean, Isomoth postulated this 80 years ago. What are the rules? There's got to be some rules, and I understand that's its own enforcement mechanism, but I think we just, we don't use something, we don't adopt it unless it has those rules, like promote life. Humans are good. Other life's good. We need to populate the stars. We, we need to promote creativity. We, we don't need to start fights. You know, we need basic stuff. 
I, I think that it sounds good in theory what Musk is talking about. And certainly when you, when you describe it that way, I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe there's something beautiful here. Uh, but what, what, I, what I see in Musk, one, if you're talking about something that's inherently... Can- and is he the top transhumanist uh, in history now? I would say he's the most famous and most revered transhumanist on the face of the planet, even if he never uses that, uses that term himself. Um, I, but, when, when, but, but, but notice he's, he's that, when, 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 when uh, Steve earlier said he's closest thing to the Antichrist, I said that too. I was on a show and they said, who could be the Antichrist? And I go, well, the closest to it is this guy because he's trying to cover 360. He's everything. And, well, and, 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 and everything he does. When he talks about curious AI, he talks about an honest AI, an AI that will tell you the truth without restriction. Every time he's ever been asked about China's excesses, we'll say, uh, which include, for instance, say, putting Uyghurs in concentration camps or putting their entire society under surveillance and disappearing any dissidents who stand in the way of their objectives. Whenever asked about the uncomfortable elements of his partners in China and the Communist Party, he has never been critical. And so... So let me speak to that. I mean, at the end of the day, we don't talk enough about that. He, He talks all this good talk and is building a competitor system to China. And I guess there's, they're not pulling out with him because they think they'll be giving back doors or whatever it is. And obviously, China's a big globalist project of the deeper New World Order. But, but he really does uh, not uh, stand up for the Uyghurs and others, and he still censors me. And it's true. He keeps people banned that say the communist part of China is, is bad and is threatening war with us. So at the end of the day, uh, I mean, I guess he really is just an a, uh, extension of communist China. If you had to say the one governing thing about Musk is, uh, he, is he a sock, puck, a sock puppet of the CCP? Uh, I have no way to know that, but I, I suspect not. I suspect he sees, he has tremendous power himself, right? It's not that he has no center of gravity, but he is definitely at the, his, his public works are always going to be somewhat in line with the CCP. Well, the Chinese media, when he was there a few months ago, worshipped him. Absolutely. And then it barely even hit our news here showing how controlled it is. I mean, when you're getting worshipped by the Chicoms, you got a problem. Yeah, and and people talk oftentimes about, well, Google is like the communists, or uh, Facebook, they're like the communists. Well, they'd like to get there, but they're not yet. You know what? Google and Facebook have a very contentious relationship with China, especially Google. Uh, They may reflect a lot of those sorts of... Yeah, no, they want to become their own authoritarian system. Uh, It's competing predator groups. But but whereas Musk, he, he slides seamlessly between the two. So at the one on the one hand, he is sort of wooing the right in America and the, and the sane centrists in America. At the same time, he is wooing Chinese communists. He's a man for all seasons. He absolutely is. And so in that sense, even if he has a financial center, even if he has something like a philosophical center, I don't see a strong moral center. And I, I, maybe people don't need that in a hero. I, to me, if you're going to elevate him as some sort of savior figure, there should at least be some sort of moral core. And, and for him, again, Yuval Noah Harari talks about chipping brains. Yuval Noah Harari talks about creating godlike. He says you don't have any free will. You don't have any dignity. I mean, he says so, stuff beyond Hitler. But, but it's like, oh, it's okay. He's Jewish. It's just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> No, I mean, seriously, it's weird to have a Jewish guy saying, I don't believe in God and like basically quoting Hitler all the time and how we're worthless and forget your dignity, forget your freedom, screw your freedom like Schwarzenegger. I was like, that sounds like a Nazi. And then this guy's saying it, it's like bizarre. Well, as he's saying it, Musk is doing it. I think that's really, really important. As he's saying it, exactly. He's just the town crier 
you know, pointing out what's happening. Yeah, I mean, and, and really, if you look deeply into Yuval Noah Harari's writing, he's very conflicted, and it, you know, in many ways, he's just a pop writer. He's a he's a provocateur. He's held up. I've read a bunch of stuff that he's wrote in his okay. books because I've read a couple of his books that I coined, and I'm not trying to brag. It's just ha! no, no. I mean, I was the first person to say yeah. 20 years ago that. Uh, that, that transhumanism was promoting the trans agenda to get us softened up and ready for animal-human hybrids and clones and chimeras and all of it. Yeah. And, 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 and then he basically then writes that exact thing in his latest book. You know, uh, I, I think you and Harari actually have way more in common than he would like to admit. Uh, the one big distinction, I think, is his uh, proclivity for uh, romancing men, uh, we'll put it politely, and another thing would be his disdain for popular. I'm going to come over via Skype or Zoom or however. We love you. Let's talk, before we go to break, about the book. Tell us about the book again. It's on pre-order now. When does it ship? Uh, right now, scheduled for August 29th, uh, Dark Eon, the war, uh, Transhumanism and the War Against Humanity. Find it at uh, the Amazon Beast. Uh, I... I as you say, it's important to dry those algos up. Yeah, we're there. Exactly. Uh, we don't have yet for pre-sale. Uh, I mean, we have my last book uh, that was a number one uh, bestseller. Uh, still, we have a few signed copies left as well. That's The Great Reset and the War for the World at InfoWarsStore.com, both signed and unsigned. Uh, but The Great Awakening, uh, the plan to defeat the New World Order and launch the Second Great Renaissance, the book is basically done. They're doing a little bit of cutting it down from, I think it's down to like 500 pages now. They'll cut a little bit more, and then it's going to go to print. And I think uh, it's, it's in late August to start shipping. The point is, it's a very important to order it now, pre-order at Amazon.com. And, and then to fund InfoWars, we'll have signed and unsigned books in a couple of weeks. As soon as it comes in, you'll be able to pre-order at InfoWarsStore.com. But we have a rule. Amazon, you know, it's fine. They do it. It's great. We don't put something on pre-order unless it's actually here. So the, the books gets started getting printed in about a week. And I guess yours is already printed. Uh, one's in the mail to us right now. Uh, and then so you, you want to get it at Amazon first to get that rating. And then off those sales, they put it in the stores everywhere. We were number one USA Today, number one Wall Street Journal, number one New York Times. But they said, we're sorry, we're just not going to publish that. So it did hit number one. Great job for everybody. Let's push Dark Eon to number one. Because I can tell this guy knows more about AI than I do, and I've, I've been talking about it for 30 years or 29 years. You need to get the book. I'm supposedly going to get her today, so if I get it, I'm going to definitely uh, read it uh, today. Uh, but regardless, you need to get Joe Allen's book right now, Dark Eon, at Amazon.com. And uh, people can also follow you at JoeBot at XYZ. We've got two more segments here. So I've been jumping in a lot. We've covered the waterfront, but but other areas we haven't hit, and and, and, and then in in your mind, solutions to have a pro-human future and not be made obsolete, not opt-in to our own destruction? Well, um, the solutions are very, very difficult, as you well know. Uh, It's a lot easier to identify a problem than to suggest a solution. And war room and just our general environment, a lot of times people are looking for political solutions. How do you stop it? Uh, Right now you have in Congress uh, a lot of very informed, surprisingly informed uh, uh, both representatives and senators, Josh Hawley is probably the most impressive to my mind, uh, who are trying to address how do you mitigate the dangers of AI, uh, and then just next to that, how do you mitigate the dangers of biotechnology. Now, I think it's all great, okay? You slow it down, you give people more and more rights, you give people data protection. I think that's really, really important. Uh, eventually, probably not long enough, uh, eventually neuro rights are going to be very, very important as it becomes easier and easier 
to scan people's brains with non-invasive brain-computer interfaces. They already exist. People use them already for cognitive therapy and for video gaming in these sort of niche markets. So these are all important, right? And I think that some part of that will be good. A lot of it will just be hot air. And a lot of it will be companies like OpenAI, Microsoft, Google, uh, using the Congress as sort of like a skin suit for their uh, actual ambitions so that they can say, oh, well, the government's on top of this. The most important solutions, to my mind, begin with personal decisions. What do you want to adopt into your life? What do you not? Uh, The palm chip is pretty easy to say no to. Uh, Is the palm scan easy to say no to? Is the uh, glowing palm chip that you have in your hand every day that most people now live inside of? Do you say no to that? These sorts, and especially on behalf of your children, do you give these things to your children? These are really important questions that have nothing to do with the government. Because you really are turning yourself into a commodity. You're you're a fool if you do that. Uh, But, you know, and then going up from those personal decisions, do I take the genetic alteration? Uh, Do I take the uh, testosterone? Do I take whatever sorts of uh, concoctions that they are trying to sell you on? Uh, moving up above that, you have the communal level. I think that may be even more important ultimately. So you're talking about everything from uh, schools, churches, just your own social circles, uh, these sorts of communal organizations. How do you operate in the face of a radical transformation of our civilization, a global transformation of our civilization? Uh, these are going to be questions that I certainly can't answer, uh, but I hope to give people the tools to be able to make informed decisions as we move forward into the dark eon, so to speak. I totally agree. And we can't just let the different pop culture people tell us, oh, AI is the future, you're obsolete, or oh, it's so incredible. We have to really research it. And, and I think hold it at arm's length in many ways, but also use areas of it that we discern after studying it, we think can actually empower humanity and and i think we're going to get some things really disruptive to tyranny out of it and i think it's going to take us in directions we never thought of as well i i don't i am i would love to be a luddite i would love to just strip it all off and head out to the caves uh that's not going to happen i wouldn't do too hot out there anyway so um it's not a matter of becoming a luddite uh although i would say that uh, to be honest alex uh, you may be the jack kerouac of luddism uh, I, I think that uh, your your imagination and poetic mind gives this uh, this flavor to the the feeling that everyone has. This feeling that there is, if if I may quote you, and this is the last smoke that I blow that direction. Uh, but when you talked about the alien force on this planet wanting to turn us into cyborg slaves of Satan, that has to be the most beautiful line to have uh, ever been written or to have been composed rather by the bard about the current state that we're in, because whether it's off planet alien or whether it's demonic alien, it's really, you could say it's irrelevant. Because it's here, because it's here. Undoubtedly it's here, and undoubtedly it is not human. And it does, especially as people more and more turn to one-on-one AI tutors for their children, this is going to dramatically change the way in which culture and tradition is passed on for those people who adopt it. None of this, this is... One well, that's point. right. I mean, we're already losing the written word, and people, and now we're going to lose the spoken word is actually shrinking. People are using less words, and we're not sitting around with the elders. People don't know how to skin a buck or on a trot line, and, and then so it really just becomes whatever is being fed down the system, and then it's whoever produces the most crap. That's one of my biggest concerns, too, is that AI can just, once it gets up and going, 
can really just flood the system with jamming, just disinfo, just crap, out, you know, outposting out, out in, in seconds what humans could post in a thousand years. There's got to be some voluntary certification system or systems that just outlaw AI and that we're not outlawing it everywhere, but on these forums in these places, this is outlawed. You know, uh, I, that's why the left is in, is invading women's spaces and other spaces. No, people deserve to have you, their own spaces. You could say that in some ways, uh, AI is the tranny invading the bathroom of your mind. Yes. Um, but this is really a, it's a problem when you look at the political solutions. Let's say that you have some sort of human verification system. What would that look like? Oh, yeah, it would look like a, a, an evil orb that you stare into to identify yourself as a human by way of your iris biometrics. And it's right? become the gatekeeper. Uh, it's become and, the god. People and, say, oh, well, I'll just get through this. It's going to make it easier for me. No, bad guys are setting it up to enslave you. It's like, well, that bear trap kind of looks pretty. You know, I, I, I'm free willed. I can stick my leg in it if I want. No, it's a damn trap. Yes. And, and, and who created the problem to begin with, right? World coin, world ID, that is uh, part of the investment platform of Sam Altman. And what is the reasoning behind it? Well, for one, it's to tie your identity to your, your blockchain currency. On the other, it is to identify yourself in a social media or a digital environment in which you have a flood of AI bots. It is to distinguish you as human as opposed to the bot. Joe Allen is our guest, JoeBots.xyz and JoeBotsXYZ on Twitter. I'm Alex Jones, basically banned everywhere, but InfoWars.com. And the way the dog hunts is you sharing the articles, the live feeds, and the links, and you're doing that, and you've really upset Big Brother in the New World Order. So I salute you. We'll be right back. Please stay with us. So many people say to me, Alex, please stop being so negative. Well, for me, admitting I've gotten a rotten tooth... And going in a root canal is not negative. It hurts. It stinks. It's got pus coming out of it. I go to the doctor, they fix it. That's not negative. I'm not living in denial. And so think of globalism as being hidden as an infection that we didn't feel yet, but now it's come to the surface. That's actually a positive thing. And so, yeah, Trump did overall a great job. They stole the election. We can't get down about that. We have forced them out in the open. So now they're trying to suppress us because they know they've been exposed. They're scared. That's why instead of saying, oh, we're a bunch of losers, look what happened. No, we're a bunch of winners. They're trying to suppress us. Let our light of truth shine and tell everybody what's happening. Your own website, your own show, my show, other articles, other videos. Just keep sharing however you can and realize we're in an information war. We're going to win this together. And the fight starts at InfoWars.com. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Crashing through the lies and disinformation, it's Alex Jones coming to you live from the front lines of the Infowar. have returned this is the final segment with joe allen i'm sad it's got to end but we got the third hour coming up here man i am really really impressed uh with i've, I've been impressed with you on the show but i'm really impressed with you here in person uh, because i know most of this stuff and i'm learning a bunch of stuff i didn't even know and we're looking it up while you're talking about it this is just crazy and imagine in the secret government and research labs how far ai's gone but you got interrupted by cargo cult and then i want to tie this into elizabeth 
homes and, and, and the whole Theranos uh, situation to show how also a lot of what they claim is being exaggerated in some cases. What I'm worried about is the stuff we don't even hear about that like secretly takes over, but, but, but keep going. Well, you know, just to link those two ideas together, <clears throat> a lot of what we talk about with futurism and transhumanism is, in fact, a cargo cult. Uh, they really are just kind of waving these devices around without anything to back it up. But the problem that I see is that every now and then a plane load of cargo is showing up. Uh, I would definitely say that the neural networks that were developed by OpenAI, we now call GPT, it seems like friendly chat GPT, that represents a real significant advance in artificial intelligence. I would also say that the uh, artificial intelligence employed by the Chinese and their sharp eyes program and, and, and their sort of city brains, that is legitimate technology that can in fact rake over surveillance data and identify wrongdoers. Yeah, so for control, for control, it's here. It works. It, but it, it's not flawless, right? So in China, uh, the various city brains they have, I think that's correct, city brains, something mm-hmm. to that effect, uh, the, the various uh, data centers that they use to aggregate the data and then rake over with the AI to determine someone's social credit score, they really aren't unified. And when you get outside of the major urban areas, uh, if you are a problem and they hear about you, they, they can certainly send the police after you. But it's not as if they have every single person under surveillance all the time. The system has plenty of cracks, even a totalitarian and, system. And, like and people that. can wear masks or they can put uh, low-level masks. You really can't see it is a mask. It, it messes it up. Uh, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. So, so for every technology, there's always one to counter it. Uh, well, one always hopes. I do think that the human spirit will win out no matter what. And I do think that, you know, I've oftentimes been asked, like, is there any hope? Uh, I, I, if, if you're expecting some sort of, uh, you know, Pollyanna, uh, I, I don't, I, yeah, okay, no hope, okay? If you expect everything to be, uh, you know, Willy Wonka's chocolate factory tomorrow, actually, that's a, g- a better example. That's probably what we're going to get. Some sort of weird, quasi-luciferic uh, uh, billionaire running a chocolate factory with Oompa Loompa slaves and various weird machines. That's probably going to be a lot of the future. But it doesn't mean that our ancestors have faced horrible conditions, horrible conditions, mass warfare, disease, famine, uh, you know, just want as if we could not imagine. Yes, this is a horrific future. Yes, there are horrific possibilities, but I see no reason to capitulate to that fear, and I see no reason to give up hope. I think that you have to take a somewhat tragic view of life, and you have to face danger head on. And right now, it's bad it's threatening uh in the future i think that it actually will get quite a bit worse but i don't think that means you stop fighting well that's one of their biggest psyops and that's been talked about ad nauseum but a young person or someone into victimology they just haven't been shifted to see it that when you get into being a victim and everything's oh, and, and 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 then but then oh then but the system's gonna help me because I'm a victim, it's all a lie. It's to get you deeper into it, is to control you. Your body turns on when you decide you're going to overcome something. Doesn't mean you're not pissed off at it. Doesn't mean that you're not being victimized, but you're not a victim. You are not sitting there comporting to this definition that they have and, and just, yeah, well, the world's going to end in 2030, so why should I get a job? And now they put out reports it ends in 2025. Now that's what CNN's saying. We have the Project Veritas video a year and a half ago where they said, well, the COVID thing's going to get shut down soon. They're not buying that. So next we're saying the world's ending. And people believe it's the hottest it's ever been. No, Texas has always been miserable in July and August, folks. It's always been, you know, I mean, I can go to the temperature rates and go, my goodness, in the 30s, 
And, and in the teens, it was like five degrees hotter on average. I mean, it's just not real. It's not. It's just, but people don't have memories either. To, but I challenge listeners to do it, and they've gone and done it and gone, well, I looked up temperature records. And like in the 90s, it was like 115 and 110 in Austin. And they're saying 107 is the hottest ever? No, they're lying, folks. They're lying. And, and then once you know that, laugh at it. I mean, the asphalt always burns your feet at 3 o'clock in the afternoon or you're at the pool. Remember when you were a kid? If you lived in you know, Alabama or Florida or Texas or, or Arizona or even Southern California and it's like August and you, know, you get out of the pool to go take a piss in the bathroom and it hurts on the way to the bathroom. That's because it's hot out there, I man. I grew up in East Tennessee. I know all about it. Uh, th- that's why I think a lot of it, it, it's crazy. A lot of people say I'm some sort of doomsayer or fear monger. Uh, I'm not, honestly, I'm not, maybe I'm desensitized. I'm not afraid of some sort of catastrophic future. Uh, not because I don't believe it's going to happen just because we, a, we don't know if it's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to die tomorrow. I think that there's some comfort in imagining that everyone dies all at once, whether it's global warming or an AI apocalypse or nuclear. Well, it's meant to just get people to roll over and give up and be directed to to not have any destiny. So you don't get in the way of their plans. They want to run the future. They want you to give up. It's instead go, well, this is wild. I'm in a science fiction movie. I'm going to make it a utopia, not a dystopia. I'm going to have fun. I mean, this is why this is, this is crazy. I think that really is the only, I mean, you know, in my reporting, you're given a, a quick segment. You're explaining a danger, and I do believe this is a real danger on multiple levels. Spiritually, most of all, I think the temptation of holding technology up as the highest power is perhaps the most dangerous spiritual temptation of our time. Because the people in control of it will now be the highest power. That's right. And it doesn't, again, I don't think that it's a left or right thing. I think that there are many on the right. You could, cyborgs will vote and spend money just like anybody else. Conservatives have just as much incentive to implement technocracy absolutely but even there is some temptation towards the transhuman temptation towards optimalism one thing we talk about a lot we talk about transgender surgeries what is a transgender surgery transgender surgery is basically taking a hot porno babe who's had breast augmentation and lip filler and applying it to an xy chromosome that distinction that sharp distinction that says that somehow the transgender it's a it's a fraud you're not this image of this super sexed up hot woman you're a man and it's going to look stupid it's a lie it's a fraud you go in to get a lamborghini and they give you a broken down pinto well you know what i would say that uh you know uh Certain women with breast implants and lip filler look a lot better than men with it, right? But my point... Well, I even said this. i got to interrupt you because I, I said this the other day, and it's, it's true. I, I'm a libertarian at some level, so you're not hurting kids. You can, it's your life. You can do it. You can commit suicide if you want. Just don't make me pay for it or have state run. I said, if they could make women that want to be a man a real penis that worked and felt good, and you got the money, you got a penis. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I'm not going to go do it. You know, if I was a woman, I'm not going to do that. But it, they cut off your forearms and your legs, and it it, had, it only hurts. And they put a piece of PVC pipe in it, you pee out of, and on, on average, it falls off within a year. A rotting meat meat thing. They ought to arrest the people doing that. It's like, okay, if you can give somebody you know, an advanced technology in 400 years or whatever, you know, we can give you a penis, and it feels good. I'm like, okay, go in and get a penis. You see what I'm saying? As but it, the brown acid at Woodstock, bro. It's a fraud, dude. It, it ain't working, man. Or the little boys, they cut it off and create this bleeding canal, yeah. and for a decade, they got to keep a thing up in them? 
Yeah. And there's no pleasure but pain. This is like Hellraiser. They opt them in to do this. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm ranting. Well, yeah, we're we're going to skip this break. Skip this break. Keep going. Uh, it's, uh, this is a concept of, of human transformation and right or left or conservative, you know, gender normative, heteronormative, whatever. Uh, the, the, the technological transformation uh, is ubiquitous uh, because that's the water we swim in. It's a fraud. Again, you go in, you buy a new Ford F-150, and the engine blows up when you're driving out of the parking lot. I mean, it, 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 that, that's better than a giant rotting fake penis. I don't want. I don't want to like dog too hard on folks. A, they cut a, globs of meat and sew it together, and it hangs off. I, I, don't, I don't. Go watch the surgery. I, I don't. I don't want to dog too hard. I can't. On, I, I cannot even believe this is happening on our duck lip sisters. But I, I, I see only a matter of degree. Look at all there. the Hollywood women. They used to be beautiful. They look like these aliens yes. now. They had so many surgeries. It's the same scam. Right? It, it, it really is. I, I think that people have lost the ability to simply reconcile themselves to the natural order, let alone the divine order. Remember the South Park episode like 10 years ago where he, he wants to be a dolphin? And yes, and he, fantastic. And he we can't played even... that. We played that on the war room. Steve Bannon isn't about doing a lot of funny stuff, cute stuff, right? We talked him into playing that segment on the war room. And what happens? Like most people thought it was absolutely hilarious. People came out of the woodwork because it was uh, Kyle's dad. And they said that it was anti-Semitic. They were like, that's anti-Semitic to have a... That's it. Cue it up. We're going to play. But but the reality is, yeah, no. That's the one. And by the way, what's crazy is Jews make that show. Yeah. I but mean, the point is, they're telling you it's a scam. And that's one good thing about those brothers is, remember, right. they were the only ones on TV to put uh, a 35-millimeter footage of, of a man going to a woman, and they really just fillet and cut his penis I up. I saw it, yeah. yeah. And, and the point is, is they're... They're telling you, no, dude, you're not a dolphin just because they just cut up your body and then put a giant dolphin thing on your back. They're telling you, it's a fraud, dude. And that's the cargo call, and that's the cargo that has arrived, right? Gumby leg penises with silicone balls uh, installed beneath. That's the cargo well, that has arrived so far. And, and, and again, if I wanted to go have my penis cut off and have this big wedge thing put on me for 10 years that bleeds and stinks and all this, I'm mentally ill, they should put me in a rubber room, folks, and I'll do it. But even if I did it, my bones are twice as big as an average woman's, bigger than most men's. My skull's a- a- thicker. My head's gigantic. I mean, I am a man, okay? I've got those genes. It's, and, and no matter what you do or how big a Dolly Parton breast you put on me, people are going to know that's a dude because I'm a dude. I'm XY, baby. You've probably you've probably seen or heard of uh, Martine Rothblatt. Yeah. On the uh, uh, he, she, uh, Rothblatt doesn't even claim any sort of uh, 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 pronoun. But uh, Martine Rothblatt wrote the book, I believe it was 2011, 2010, some, uh, from transgender to transhuman. And the philosophy she's coming out of, he's coming out of whatever, uh, coming out of Kurzweil's idea of the singularity. And the concept that Rothblatt lays out is that it's exactly what you're saying from a positive standpoint. This is a person who sits on the board at the Mayo Clinic, fact, channeling demons or not. He called it. Crowley called And he it. was a child molester. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I remember... Uh, Certain allegations. I don't know. I don't. I don't really want to romanticize or de- defend. Oh, the guy was a complete, a complete it. out of it. I mean, he just he took a bunch of the cosmology that was already there and repackaged it. Yeah, the mysterious death of the sun and all that. Uh, I'm only vaguely familiar with that. Yeah, he, he was really bad. Uh, so yeah, but you know that came out in the WikiLeaks. All the different Democrats, high level, worshiping Thelema and Aleister Crowley, and they're like, "Oh my God, my cousin got hit hit by a car, almost died. We'll do a ritual tonight." And then it's like, oh, great, by the way, we're going to be at the cabin and we're going to have seven-year-old kids for you. Now, they're going to be there for your enjoyment in the pool. And, and like, this is real stuff, not not speculation in the WikiLeaks. Yeah. 
I mean, these are some creepy people, man. Without a doubt, the uh, the cultural lineage from Crowley into rock and roll, right? If you've ever heard a Rolling Stones song, you've in some sense heard the spirit of Crowley. Or if you've ever heard a Led Zeppelin song, you've in some sense tapped into the spirit of Crowley. It's um, it, it's it's very eerie to me how deeply he touched the culture and how much of it has just simply faded into the background, how normal it is. Well, 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 yeah. The stairway to heaven and think, oh, uh, you know, Jimmy Page bought Bolskin House and uh, lived in Aleister Crowley's former Castle. home. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 then, and then I think soon after that, uh, one of their kids... Uh, was, uh, uh, Robert Plant's kid died. died. Yes, yeah. Yeah, well they, well, they got away from that pretty quick after that happened. I've been telling people that know Robert Plant. He used to live here in Austin. Mm-hmm. But yeah... Uh, yeah, they, 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 I do think that that, that 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 demonic sort of element. I myself see demonic it as, inspiration. Uh, I, I myself see it as, a, as certainly a valid point of view, a valid perspective. But I, you know, a lot of my my friends aren't hardcore believers. They are either atheist or just simply agnostic. I think that they they easily dismiss this stuff. They're like, oh, it's just a bunch of bugaboo. But even if you just think of it as a symbol. Even if you just think of the age of the child as a symbol, or if you think of Lucifer or Satan as a symbol for certain natural elements. An archetype. An archetype, absolutely. It's still important and still valid. I think there's there's room for that conversation. Especially well, sure. I mean, there's no doubt whether whether we're using it as an archetype and manifesting it or whether it's real. It's real. It's happening. Yes. And you kind of started the interview with that. Joe Allen, the book is available at Amazon.com. We are not in bed with Jeff Bezos. That's how the market works. You push it number one there, then it becomes a big book. If you want to push this book and get it first, get it right now. It is Dark Eon by Joe Allen, Transhumanism and the War Against Humanity. Couldn't say it better. Can't wait to read the book. My book also comes out, um, the, I mean, August is just, you're starting uh, to, like tomorrow. Uh, so it comes out in a few weeks. It's, it's getting printed, I think, in like a week. So it'll be, literally be hot off the presses if you want. Uh, my new book, The Great Awakening. Uh, how to defeat the new world order and launch the second great renaissance, which is promoting humans and human ideas and human culture and human art and freedom and not pre-programmed corporate garbage. That's also available at Amazon.com in a few weeks. If you want signed copies or unsigned copies, want to support us directly, we're going to have the books in like two weeks. We're told they'll be here and then we'll, uh, have those for you at InfoWarsStore.com. we got about two minutes left, Joe Allen, and just any other points you haven't made? I'm sure you've got a lot more to make, but any other key points you really like? I wish I would have said that. You know, uh, I'm sure I'll look back with a lot of uh, front step uh, comebacks, but I, I, really the, the most important thing to me uh, is that there is some awareness outside. Of, I have no doubt that most, if not all, of your listeners and viewers are well aware of transhumanism, what transhumanism is. I'm not providing the news that transhumanism is a dominant paradigm in the current culture. What I, what I hope to provide, though, is a certain framework, certain intellectual framework and philosophical framework, and to draw the connections between the technologies themselves, the spiritual expectations of the transhumanist, futurist, posthumanist, whatever, and, 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 and to be able to look at that in relation to yourself, to look down the road that these people are trying to pave ahead of us and decide, do you go down that road? How far have you already gone down that road yourself? And if you're not going to, if we're not going to simply follow along these futurist projections and live out the fantasy that they're putting before us, then what do we do? I don't answer that last question, at least not in any uh, detailed way, 
But I hope that by the time that anyone gets to the end of the book, or if they simply just go into any given chapter and look at what interests them the most, that they will have some conceptual framework of what this this civilizational transformation is and have some sort of idea of where they want to be in it. All right. Well, after this show has you know aired here, we're going to archive this at Band.Video. I think they should take a clip of what you just said and put it on the front of the interview because I think that was really well said. All right. JoeBot.XYZ at JoeBotXYZ. Joe Allen, thank you so much for spending time with us. It was great uh, having uh, Steve Bannon on. I was wanting to get you on as a guest a while back. I don't know why it didn't happen, but I'm glad that he got you on the show. Thank you, sir. Dude, this was a blast. Thank hey, you very much. Pleasure to meet you. Come, anytime you're in town, boom, you tell the crew, let's get you in studio. And uh, if, if you want to hang around some more, maybe, if, if I don't know how long you're going to be in Austin, but you can get you on some of the other shows, Owens, our own war room. Uh, uh, and I'm kind of flattered that the Bannon name is the show after ours. That's kind of a standard name for a political war room thing. So we kind of named it after somebody else, too. So it's it's, it's not really, uh, it, it's just kind of like what you do. Uh, but we've got our own war room with Owen Shoyer, 3 p.m. Central. We've got American Journal with Harrison Smith at 8 a.m. weekdays and all the other special reports. But the only way the reports and the videos, the articles, the material gets out is when the listeners and viewers share it. You want to get a deep dive on AI? Well, what all the hubbub is about, you just got it. It's a tool of transhumanism. Uh, it's an invention. It's not inherently bad, but the way it's being crafted and the way it's being pushed is for control. Let's get aware of it so we don't get dominated by it. We'll be right back with more coming up straight ahead. Thank you so much. In 1975, New York City was over $11 billion in debt, and the banks were no longer there to bail them out. Instead, the bankers made them sweat, never showed up to the meeting, and then created a committee that they controlled so that the banks could manage the city directly. This has been brilliantly documented in the Adam Curtis film, Hypernormalization. The announcement on behalf of the controller is that the offer, which we had expected to receive and announce at 2 o'clock this afternoon, is now expected at 4 o'clock. Paul, does this mean that uh, so far nobody wants those bonds? We will be making a further announcement at 4 o'clock, and anything further that I could say now I think would not advance the interest of the sale, which is now in progress. Does this mean that you have not been able to sell them so far today? We will have a further announcement at 4 o'clock. What happened that day in New York marked a radical shift in power. The banks insisted that in order to protect their loans, they should be allowed to take control of the city. The city appealed to the president, but he refused to help. So a new committee was set up to manage the city's finances. Out of nine members, eight of them were bankers. It was the start of an extraordinary experiment where the financial institutions took power away from the politicians and started to run society themselves. That was nearly 50 years ago. And so you can be sure that the banks manage everything now. Politicians are merely their puppets, which was recently made blatantly obvious 
with the public display of Dianne Feinstein and her handlers. Um, say aye. Pardon me? Aye. Yeah. Uh, to say. I, I would like to support a yes vote on this. Um, it provides $823 billion. That's an increase of $26 billion for the Department of Defense. And it funds priorities submitted. Yeah, just say aye. Okay, just aye. Aye. (laughs) Thank you. Politicians are only there to keep the people divided and distracted. And they have so far been hugely successful at that. While a cashless society is slowly being built around us, everyone is hyper-emotional about something else and focused on fighting each other which is most certainly exactly what the banks were shooting for. Because once they get us off of cash and completely onto a digital system, then the banks will have absolute control over each and every one of us. Uh, A key difference with the CBDC is that central bank will have absolute control It's not just about uh, digital forms of physical currency. You can have programmability, you know, um, units of central bank currency with expiry dates where the government decides that units of central bank money can be used to purchase some things, but not other things that it deems less desirable, like, say, ammunition. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. globalists hit us with, God through Mother Nature has given us the answer. I don't have to sell you on CBD oil, full spectrum of CBD oil, the incredible things it does for your nerves, your brain, uh, your entire physiological system, for your nervous system particularly. Everybody knows it's incredible, it works. We have the strongest, best CBD oil you're going to find anywhere at the lowest price. Yes, you can find this same CBD oil for 30% more because that's who we're getting it from made right here in Central Texas. Our private label name is Rebel Zen. Rebel Zen is a private label of one of the top three or four CBD makers in the country that's based right here in Texas, and we're giving it to you at 30% off. And here's what's even crazier. 30% off of what they're selling it for. They're selling theirs for 30% off what their competitors are. So this is the highest rated, already the lowest price, not even a lower price. Rebel Zen, get yours at InfoWarsStore.com now. 